we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Information is free. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my god. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? So leading that choir is the late uh, Comrade Chinks who passed away this uh, past week, uh, a week and a bit, and was buried out at Glen uh, Forest. Yeah, there was a whole lot of issues around him and everybody talking about, no, he should have been a national hero. But the party he belonged to decided that he wasn't going to be a national hero. So yeah, that's them. You know, it's not my problem. But uh, yeah, I wanted to thank him for his contribution towards uh, the free Zimbabwe that we live in right now. Uh, a fundamental aspect of that. Uh, for those who don't know, living under a rock somewhere, Comrade Chinks used to lead the Zanla Choir. That was the military arm of the uh, r- ruling ZANU uh, party or the half part of the party. The other one is the PF Zapo party. But I'm saying, you know, so yeah, rest in peace, Comrade Chinks. <laughs> So it's a proper hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Credit Cast. Nice and proper, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I got a crazy show for you. In the second half, I'm gonna talk about my African story. How do I define African story? In the final round, I'm gonna talk about love stories that seem like they made sense in the movies and whatever happened, but actually don't make sense, okay? <laughs> and what you can do to deal with them. So we need to debunk what the idea of, of a love story is in uh, films now. Now, but in the big story, the big story for me, uh, a man was caught out in uh, Gwanda and he was in possession of a human head and testicles. And apparently it's because he had gotten an order for it from South Africa where he was supposed to go sell it, of course, for ritual purposes and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it seems it's like a thing. And uh, I've seen the video and the person is admitting to being in possession of this head and testicles. And I'm just like, wow. So they waylaid the person out somewhere else and he was going to make a delivery and was going to get uh, $25,000. So it's getting crazy out there. Uh, Nigeria's, or rather Tanzania's John Magufuli has come out and said that pregnant girls should not be allowed to go to school. I mean, like, what kind of idiot says that? John Magufuli, of course. And, you know, after being the superhero of every African saying, yeah, I wish my country was like that. No, dictatorial tendencies, not acceptable. And he says that the men who get the children, or even if they're little boys, get uh, girls pregnant, pregnant, should be sent to 30 years in prison. So... We, our kids make mistakes, so we're going to keep them illiterate. Yes, according to John Magufuli, that makes sense. Let's deprive them of education. Uh, what else happened? Uh, the, the government of Zimbabwe say that there be four roads per, per province, according to Ignatius Chombo, who was the Minister of Transport and, how, and all that other stuff. 
but apparently it's, it's got a twist to it. It's not exactly four roadblocks. So it's going to be four roadblocks in the conventional sense, but actually they are going to be stopped you know, spot check kind of places where cops are going to be randomly standing around. So it's not exactly like there's a reprieve and there are no roadblocks. It's just a case of, they just redefined what it is because I just thought the idea of having four roadblocks, we're gonna, where are you going to put them? I mean, you know, how do you define what a roadblock is? And unfortunately, it was kind of weird because I was hosting the media platform this week on uh, ZFM Stereo and I picked up that the media went and wrote the story very quickly and didn't decide to, you know, interrogate what a roadblock was and what the minister actually meant. And he came out and explained it the next day. What else happened? Freeman is dropping an album. Well, he's actually dropped his album. His uh, sixth studio album is called uh, Top Striker. So that's out and it's got uh, some really cool songs. Not someone who's not really having a cool time is Suleimani Chimbetu, who got arrested. Uh, over issues with his uh, ex-wife and apparently yeah, she's not very happy with him. She's got him arrested a couple of times over their two kids' maintenance and it turned out that he was up to date with his maintenance. So it's kind of a weird situation where he feels he's being victimized by his ex-wife after he got uh, uh, married, the remarried rather. And uh, the Harare Institute of Technology was hacked this past week. They claim it wasn't a ransomware hack. But there was, you know, the claim is just simply defacing of their website. I don't know what to think of that. But, you know, really be more secure, to be honest. And the government is saying that it's getting, uh, you know, technical people to come and secure its service and so forth. I mean, you've gotten a whole bunch of us to come and do it. It is what it is. And finally, Kiki Badass. Yeah, she dropped a new video this past week. Uh, This is after. I mean, there was a... There was a hullabaloo around what she supposedly said. Well, she didn't supposedly say. She was say she was misinformed when she thought uh, Comrade Chinks had died of HIV, and uh, well, he hadn't. And she uh, went and just you know posted like, "Oh, I don't know what she was trying to achieve." She's misinformed. She's a young girl. People get misinformed. But anyway, she's then dropped a new video. The her video body conversation. Uh, it is uh, videoed by Blacks. Is it? Yeah, Blacks did the video, and it's saucy. It is saucy. She pushes the envelope. I enjoyed watch it for, watching it for obvious reasons. For the simple reason that I like things. <laughs> it is Larry and you're listening to The Critic Cast. And in this segment, I'm going to talk about my African story. And it was inspired by that uh, video, the new TV commercial that came out from Econet Wireless. And it's called We Speak African. Hashtag We Speak African. And um, I, I encourage you to go and check it out. It's on there. Facebook page and their YouTube and so forth. So it's readily available for you to have a look at. And it compelled me to write what I call my African story and how I define it. And I'm going to read it uh, pretty quickly. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, you can get some inspiration from it and that sort of thing. Here it goes. I often have difficulty fitting in. It's not because I, I make a conscious effort not to fit in. I just don't. I picked that up as a youngster and became comfortable with it. Some people belong to crews that have identity and can trace the camaraderie that they have to their days of innocence. I I simply don't. That is not to to suggest that I do not have an identity, by the way. My grandmother often told stories of struggle, victory, and determination. If not in words, then in action. Often it was, too, a lived story. Same with my mother. And that is what defines my African identity. It is not in the boardrooms, far flung in lands whose names uh, many would struggle to pronounce. It is in a personal story. In fact, personal stories, to be honest. Uh, 
in an ability to measure yourself, not, be, not against those around you, but against yourself. Because only through building yourself can you build others. It's not an art, a buzzword, or pop psychology. It's who I am, and in finding myself, I hope I can find others too. And that's the thing. The, the reality of it all is that more often than not, we, we, we look for our African stories and hashtags in, um, in ideologies and nice branded ideas and so forth. And in reality, it's, it's, it's a lived story. And, and if, we, if we start um, understanding a lot more about ourselves and building each other, we, we become a better people for that. And on social media, I think we've started using social media a lot of the time to destroy each other, to, you know, to, to take each other down. And that is eroding what I call the African story. And we, we jump onto hashtags from across the world, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, whatever else is happening across the world. But we, we're not really looking at each other and having conversations with each other. Every single day on social media, I see people fighting and it's always fights, fights, fights. And maybe conflict is your African story. But I don't think our ancestors built us to be this kind of person, to be these kind of people who didn't have a story that was there meant to inspire. And that's the thing. I think our stories should be lived in order to inspire, to get greatness going on, so that the future can look back and say, we come from, from a past that is proud, that achieved, that did everything possible to, to bring people together, to create solutions that people didn't think they needed. And whether it's in business, whether it's in your family, whatever the case may be, that's what you, what's, that's what you should be doing. Finding, you know, finding solutions. Not trying to find ways to build walls around you, uh, uh, you know, build walls, walls to prevent each other from getting access to each other. Talk to each other some more. Just show love. It's the most important thing you can do. And that is my African story. Build yourself and you can build other people. <laughs> I don't know where I got that sound from. It's Larry, you listen to the Cast, And in the final segment, I did say I want to talk about certain love stories. They just didn't make sense. And I'm going to start off with uh, Friends, because I was watching Friends the other day, and the story that I'm going to attack is Rachel and Ross. Okay, so Rachel and Ross came from young kids and so forth, and they date at some point after a, re a reunion at some point, and then for eight years after that or something like that, they date other people in and out of their lives. Ross even gets married. They know each other's sexual partners inside and out, and that sort of thing. And for some reason... They want us to believe that they end up hooking up at the end of that of that series. Come on now. Come on. I mean, like, okay, it's nice to say that, you know, <laughs> you know, relationships are about being above and beyond the call of duties. It's all about, you know, the lasting friendships and so forth. And there might be a relationship out there that works like that. But in reality... They're more complex than that. And I think the characters are nice in that we don't realize how linear their relationships are from the fact that there's so many characters within that that show and a lot of the personal feelings. And, of course, there's the, the comedic gaps where people just happen to not be able to say what they wanted to say because somebody said something else. And that happened a lot more. 
And in reality, I think in if if, if they were that attractive to, to, to each other, they, they would have dropped everybody else and, you know, find a way to make an, make an understanding. Because there's no way they'd have stuck around each other for six, seven, eight years, whatever the case may be, and pretending to, to sort of be on and on again and off again and so forth and finally hook up. Uh, at the end of the show. Doesn't make sense. Another one that, that doesn't make sense is uh, Edward Lewis and Vivian from, um, what is that? What's the name of the film? Uh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, I'm going to attack Pretty Woman. Look. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, that one might have a little bit of fact because Donald Trump and Ivanka, would they have met, right? <laughs> but anyway, you know, she wasn't a high-class prostitute. She was nowhere close to a high-class prostitute. That's um, uh, Vivian from, uh, from what you call it, uh, from um, Pretty Woman. And, you know, it's weird. And, and we, we don't, we, we sometimes ignore the class issues around d- dating. And, you know, we st- I think there's this fetishizing of, of love. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's got to be all this, all sorts of this brooding, all these emotions. It's got to defeat so many things. Yet in reality, most of the relationships don't have to defeat that many things because we gravitate towards people that are similar to us, uh, people who are normal. And that takes me to a, re- to a show that I've been checking out called Master of None with Aziz Anz- Anzari in it, which, you know, uh, the character, when he starts dating uh, this woman, uh, one of the things that he has that is most guys will go to is uh, you know panic about marriage, and you start to you know what are the social expectations of being in a relationship, and you know how would you how would you, how should you feel about you know having to move in with somebody, and there, there's so many insecurities, and there's another show called Divorce After Divorce, that awkward feeling the couple that just doesn't really like uh, that can't get along, and that's the reality, and I think. We have to sort of uh, reca- recalibrate love stories because why I'm mentioning this in the special, uh, or rather this uh, as this uh, section, is because I, I've realized that a lot of relationships end up not working out because they, they're built around the model that you find in movies and in songs and in literature. And the, real, the realities that we live nowadays are completely different. And the challenges are completely different. And because they're completely different, we have to start reimagining what love is and what, what the expectations are. Because the pressures that we have when it comes to dating now are completely different from the pressures we had before. And that primarily comes down to technology, um, families moving far apart. You know, so in Zimbabwe, for example, you've got family all the way in the United Kingdom. You no longer don't have those support structures. So you some now have to actually date blindly, which a lot of our, you know, the, our, our parents didn't do uh, because you end up sort of marrying a girl in the same neighborhood sort of thing. Or, you know, and it might not be arranged marriage, but you sort of come from similar backgrounds and it's quite obvious now when a guy walks into a into a, into a pub or a lady walks into a pub and they meet each other it's, it's, it's dating blindly it's and the expectations have to be managed because you can't use what happened on friends and so forth to calibrate what love is and you know as much as you know it is like love porn if you want to call it that it isn't realistic and that's what we need to start doing and in our storytelling and what we choose to believe and so forth. 
in order to save our relationships. And with that, I say thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of the Criticast. And uh, don't miss an episode. Uh, just go to iono.fm and uh, just look for Criticast and uh, you'll be able to, uh, to get downloaded. And also just go to uh, the channel RSS feed and uh, save it to whatever device you use. Go to iTunes as well. Follow follow the Criticast on iTunes. Uh, remember, the Criticast is a three men on boat, men on boat, three men on a boat publishing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm mumbling a lot today. And uh, don't, if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter at Kridirai and on other social medias, just look for Larry Kridirai. Kridirai has got a YI at the end. Uh, catch me on ZFM Stereo on uh, Tuesdays between 8.30 and 9.00 p.m. on Health Matters and on Wednesdays between 7.30 and 9.00 p.m. on the Z Talk uh, section. The first section I'll be talking is, is actually called Media Platform. And the section after that is uh, called um, Culture Talk. And also um, Mondays, Wednesdays and Sundays on the school quiz. Yeah, I do a quiz show as well. So, yeah, so it's pretty quick, pretty busy. The quiz show is at 7.15 p.m. Yeah, other than that, uh, take care of yourself and the people that you love. And uh, instead of leaving you with a saying, I'm going to say we go back to the same. But I'm going to leave you with that situation. I'm going to play an excerpt of it. Soldier Love's song. <laughs> now, it's hot this week. And it's itching. <laughs> it's got to be crazy. It came after, just to give you a backstory. it came after jo- uh, Soldier Love was hired to perform at a ZANU-PF rally. And uh, one of these guys, Innocent Hamandishe, who is the political commissar, I think he is, for the Youth League, uh, said, hey, Soldier Love, how's it you? Know, that's indiscipline. Well, Soldier Love went and wrote a song. It's been loud. It's been a good guy. Take care of his song. That's enough, the boss of you. Ouch! If you don't like him, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you wanna go out?